Reflections on Pine honors the 50th anniversary of civil unrest in Cambridge. I'm Verlisha Taylor, and this episode is I'm Gonna Eat at the White Man's Table One Day. African girl, well, I know where I'm coming from, and I know who I want to be. I was part of the Gloria Richardson March, and we went downtown. To the, to the courthouse, in front of the courthouse, in the street. And we was out there singing, I'm gonna eat at the white man's table one of these days. And a white man came up to me and he told me, say, you a goddamn lie. You ain't gonna never eat at it because I'm gonna see that your ass get back over there where you belong at. But I didn't take that from him. I put my sign more in his face and I told him, I'm going to eat at the white man's table one of these days. And man got cussing me so bad, I got scared, and I ran up way up ahead of the, the, the march. But that's why Glover Richard and them were at. I guess I was looking for them to protect me. But they were singing something else and marching right on. I was telling them what the man had done. But we made it back to Pine Street to the Bethel Church. And we sung some songs in there, and we, I still want to tell them about this man, say so he's going to send me back to Africa and where I belong at. And this was a white man. My husband, he was home. He had to made it home from Washington, D.C., where he was working at. So everybody started going home to the houses then and caused two truckloads of people they was on the, the, the white man's side i guess i don't know whose side they was on but i know it wasn't for me because they were down there and it was a little wood branch down there below my house and i got home my husband was hollering for me to get down but i'm still singing i'm gonna eat at the white man's table one of these days and so when I found out, he said, them people down there and them would listen at you. I got down and I crawled <laughs> to my back door and he let me in there. I grabbed my children, ran upstairs with them. I put them underneath the bed and I came back downstairs and we had one shotgun, but it was loaded. And he went out, had to go outdoors. He went outdoors and took the gun with him. And when he came back in, I want to know where the gun was at. He said, oh, he forgot it and left it outside. I, <laughs> I got more scared because I didn't have nothing to fight with then. My kind of fighting, what I was going to do. I was mean as the devil, but they was meaner than I was. So he stepped back out that door and got the gun and come back in there and fasten the house up. And I was going to shoot with the shotgun. So right quick. And I'm still in that skin, making the children stay out of the bed and this and that. So I finally got up, got my children in the bed. He helped me, my husband helped me. And I got them in the bed, but I stayed up all night. So that's why I see them trucks coming from down below me. They had loads of people on the back of them. They had on striped clothes. I can remember that plainly. And they was all sitting down there. They said that they was down there looking for somebody had hid them down the field. And they were looking for it. But I thought they were after me. 
and daylight came, they come from buying us, searching around in that wooded area, and they went on about their business. An African girl, well, I know where I'm coming from, and I know who I want to be. In 1967, the Justice Department anticipated that the summer of 1967 would be a hot one as demands for racial equality for African Americans increased across the country. However, no one at the department could have predicted that on July 24, 1967, that the heart of the black community in Cambridge, Maryland would burn to the ground. As we reflect on this historical time, we invite residents to come and share their living stories with us so we can know what it was like living in Cambridge during that hostile time. Today, we sat down with Clara Bell Tillman, who is now 92 years old. Most days, you can find Clara sitting on her porch on Ray Street. She arrived in Cambridge at the tender age of 19 with her mother. She tells us a story about her time on the front lines fighting to end segregation at the many white-only restaurants in Cambridge, Maryland. <laughs> 